OMG, did you hear Kim is officially divorcing Kanye? Good riddance. Took her long enough. Good thing they have a prenup. Anyways, did you ever go to that new brewery? Yeah, and remember that dude named Jake I went on a date with one time? He was there also. (laughs) Oh yeah, the one with the corduroy pants. Yeah, that one. I'll give you the details later, but is somebody listening in on us? Oh hey friends, thanks for dropping in. I'm Cassie. And I'm Felicia. Who doesn't love a good conversation with friends? Except these friends just happen to have a podcast. Listen in as we give our opinions on, well, just about everything, really. All Sick has new episodes every Thursday at 5 p.m., available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major streaming platforms. We hope to hang with you soon. Bye! friends to another exciting edition of Lucky Charms Unplugged. I'm your host, Jackie Jean. Before I get started, I have a couple of announcements to make. Lucky Charms Unplugged is going to have new episodes every two weeks from now on. Wait, there's a good reason for this. My other show, Cause of Death, is doing so well in the charts that I need to make that show go year-round. This show will have regular seasons of 12 episodes with breaks in between. The breaks will run about eight weeks. If any of you are interested in science, specifically epidemiology, give Cause of Death a try. You'll like it. I promise. If you like this show, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, and iTunes. It does help a ton. Okay, so let's get on with the show. Today, I'm exploring a subject that I know almost nothing about. Sports. I like hockey, baseball, rodeo, and my all-time favorite sport is rugby. But I don't go out of my way to watch any of them. But every sport is a dumpster fire of superstition, so I decided to talk about some of them. Let's get started with baseball. Baseball is probably one of the most superstitious sports out there and some of the superstitions surrounding the sport are pretty bizarre. Spitting on your hand before picking up the bat is good luck, as is sticking a wad of gum to your hat. That wad of gum could be a double-edged sword, though, if it gets caught in your hair. It's good luck to step on one of the bases before leaving the field at the end of an inning. It's bad luck to touch the baselines while running on or off of the field between innings. So keep your innings straight. Some players will sleep with their bat to break out of a hitting slump or to keep a good streak going. If a pitcher is throwing a no-hitter, he won't talk about it while it's happening. If a dog walks across the diamond before the first pitch, it's bad luck. So keep those booches off the field until later. Never lend a bat to a fellow player. Both of you will be jinxed for the rest of the game. Now we'll get into some specifics. No more Garcia Pera is a former all-star shortstop. He had a ton of rituals that he would perform before every pitch of an at-bat. 
He would adjust the Velcro on his batting gloves several times in a sort of rhythmic fashion. And when he was done with that, he would swing his bat in a windmill-like fashion toward the pitcher. He would do this while alternately tapping his toes. (laughs) He's got a lot of soul, that guy. He would kiss his bat and climb the stairs of the dugout one step at a time to the on-deck circle. When he got there, he would repeat his at-bat routine several times. I'm pretty sure that his teammates and his opponents were rolling their eyes and waiting for him to get over it so they could play. He would never change out of the shirt that he did batting practice in. According to his brother Michael, he would lose his mind if he touched his bat. And I would have to do it just so I could see that show. Steve Klein was a left-handed pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. His deal was that he wouldn't wash his hat a single time during a season. At one point, the Cardinals offered the first 5,000 Cardinals fans to go through the door at a Steve Klein day, their own dirty hat worn by the player. I would probably take that home and wash it honestly. Larry Walker was the National League MVP in 1997, and he would tell you that it's because he had the power of three. He wore the number 33 for his entire career. He asked the phone company to give him a phone number with as many threes in it as possible. He would wake up at 33 minutes past the hour. Even his wedding was set for November 3rd at 3.33 p.m. And I'm surprised he didn't make the bride wait until March. Hall of Famer Wade Boggs has several superstitions. He wakes up at the same time every day. He takes batting practice at 5.17 p.m. He wrote the Hebrew word chai, meaning life, in the batter's box during every at-bat. But he's most famous for eating chicken before every single game. His wife had over 40 chicken recipes on hand so they could have a different chicken meal every day during a season. Major League player Vladimir Guerrero leaves his helmet on the floor of the dugout so that his teammates can do whatever they want to help him dirty it. They throw dirt on it. They spit on it. They even pee on it. Yep. Then Guerrero covers it in pine tar. As the season goes on, he adds more muck and more pine tar. I told you they were going to get a little gross. In 2008, Jason Giambi was in a slump. He was desperate to break it, so he took to wearing a gold thong under his uniform. Shortly after that, his slump broke, and after the slump ended, his teammates decided that they needed to join in. One of his teammates, Johnny Damon, once said that the thong works because, quote, You're not worrying about your hands or your balance at the plate. You're only worried about that uncomfortable feeling you're receiving from the thong, end quote. I'm thinking these guys were in whatever-it-takes mode. Ouch. 
Turk Wendell wore the number 99 for most of his career. His superstition went so far as to ask that every contract he ever signed ended in 99. His contract with the New York Mets was written for the amount of $9,999,999.99. He also wore a necklace made from the teeth of animals that he had killed during his previous hunts. He would pitch with four pieces of black licorice in his mouth. Then he would run to the dugout after a huge leap over the foul line so that he could brush his teeth in the dugout. Kevin Romberg wasn't a great baseball player, but he was a very superstitious guy. He would never turn right while on the field if he was forced to turn right. He would spin left to counter the right turn. He also had a thing about touching anyone that touched him. If someone touched him while sliding into second base, for instance, he would chase them down so he could touch them back. Once other players caught wind of this, they would touch him and run away. Romberg would chase them down to touch them back, or he would go into a panic. It was such a nasty quirk that an umpire had to halt a game between New York and Cleveland because Yankees players wouldn't stop touching Romberg. Then there's basketball. It's said that the last person to shoot a basket during the warm-up will have a good game. You should wipe the soles of your sneakers for good luck. Bounce the ball before taking a foul shot for good luck. Michael Jordan would wear his North Carolina shorts under his bull shorts at every game for good luck. Jerry Tarkanian would chew on a wet towel so that his mouth wouldn't go dry, and he didn't have to go to the water fountain. But after the first time doing this, his team won the game by a landslide, so he started chewing on a towel out of superstition. Jason Terry wears the shorts of his opponents to bed the night before a game. He says it's so that he can understand his opponent. He also eats chicken before every game, and he wears five pairs of socks while playing. I cannot imagine the smell of those feet after playing basketball in five pairs of socks. Yuck. Okay, my least favorite sport is football. But I guess that since so many people are football fans, I have to talk about it. Double numbers on a player's uniform brings good luck. A professional football player should never take a new number when he's traded to another team, even if it's a double number. Bears linebacker Brian Ulaker eats two chocolate chip cookies before every game for luck. LSU football coach Les Miles eats turf before every game. When he was asked about it, he said, quote, I have a little tradition that humbles me as a man, that lets me know that I'm part of the field and part of the game. The grass in Tiger Stadium tastes the best, end quote. I want to know if he eats AstroTurf. Defensive tackle John Henderson asks his teammates to slap him across the face on game day for luck. 
Okay. One of my favorite sports is fraught with superstition. I like hockey. It's two sports for the price of one. You can go to a fight and a hockey game will break out. Players will tap the goalie shin pads for good luck before every game. Many players put their pads and skates on in exactly the same order before every game. It's bad luck for sticks to lie crossed. It's bad luck to say shut out in the locker room before a game. Ed Belfour will threaten violence if you touch his equipment. And he means it. He's very territorial about his stuff and his luck. Patrick Roy would talk to his goalposts regularly during the games. They were his friends. He would thank them when a puck was deflected, and he often touched the goals. He would also skate backward toward the net before turning around at the last second. He believed this ritual made the goal shrink. Pell Lindbergh wore the same orange shirt under his pads for his entire career. The shirt got so worn that he had to sew it together several times. He also drank a Swedish beer called Prips in between periods. It had to be served with two ice cubes in it. Wayne Gretzky would always put his uniform on in a certain order. He would fire the first shot of warm-ups wide right of the net. Before every game, he would drink a Diet Coke, a glass of water, a Gatorade, and then another Diet Coke, in that order. He would then put baby powder on the blade of his stick. He claimed the baby powder on the stick was a way of taking care of the thing that took care of him. Stéphane LeBeau would stick 20 to 25 pieces of gum in his mouth before every game. He would then spit them out exactly two minutes before face-off. The lucky loony came into being during the 2002 Salt Lake City Olympics. A loony is a Canadian dollar coin. Trent Evans was an Edmonton native, and it was his job to make the ice for the tournament. He planted a loony beneath the face-off dot. Both the Canadian men and women went on to win the gold that year. The loony was dug up after the tournament and given to Wayne Gretzky, who was the men's team executive director. This superstition was carried out through the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver. Another hockey superstition claims that if you're the last one on the ice, you have to be the last one off. Players who believe in this superstition will wait forever to be the last one off. No player can touch the conference championship trophy. It means bad luck in the Stanley Cup finals. So there are a ton more superstitions, but I'm going to finish off with some highlights. Rodeo lore says that you should never eat peanuts or popcorn in the arena. Always shave before a competition. Never read your horoscope on competition day. And don't compete with change in your pocket because it's all you might win. Pele was a Brazilian soccer player. 
he found himself in a slump during the mid-60s. He finally figured out that he had given his lucky shirt to a Santos fan. Like any clear-thinking athlete, he hired a private detective to track the shirt down and return it. As soon as the shirt was returned, he got out of his slump. It was later found out that the detective never tracked down the shirt. He gave Pele a shirt from a previous game. Don Revy had a thing about birds. He thought that seeing them was a bad luck omen. He wore a mohair suit for games until it became so threadbare you could see his underwear. He took the same route to Elland Road every match day. And if he forgot something at home, he would refuse to turn around and go get it. But his best superstition was that he hired a gypsy to go to Ellen Road to remove a curse that had been placed on the ground to stop his team from winning. Barry Fry was the manager of the English football club Birmingham City from 1993 to 1996. During that time, he began to believe that there were evil spirits living in their home grounds of St. Andrews. To ward off the evil spirits, he went to all four corners of the field and peed on them. And he would do this whenever his team went into a slump. It didn't work. Maybe holy water would have been a better idea. Serena Williams has a very strict ritual on the court. She brings her shower sandals to the court. She ties her shoelaces in a very specific way. She bounces the ball five times before her first serve and twice before her second. She even wears the same pair of socks every day during a tournament run. She blames her few losses on not following her ritual correctly. Bjorn Borg would only use rituals for one tournament. That was Wimbledon. He would grow a beard and wear the same Fila shirt. Since winning five straight Wimbledon titles from 1976 to 1980, other sports teams have picked up the lucky beard tradition. In NASCAR, there are no green cars. They're considered bad luck. No driver will carry a $50 bill. That's also bad luck. Peanut shells are not allowed on the track. This has more of a practical side, though. Peanut shells can cause crashes. And the last one comes from another of my favorite sports, rugby. And it comes from my favorite team, the New Zealand All Blacks. They perform the haka before every game. So what the hell is a haka, you ask? The haka is a traditional ancestral war dance. All blacks perform the haka before every New Zealand match. And there are a ton of YouTube videos out there of the haka. So look it up. And I've also attached one to the Facebook group and the Facebook page. It's very intimidating, very passionate, and very powerful. It's one of the best sports traditions that I've ever seen. Okay, 
So that's it for this edition of Lucky Charms Unplugged. You know the ritual of the podcast. Go forth, rate, review, subscribe, and most of all, share. You can reach me on Instagram or for more fun, join the Facebook group or follow the page at Lucky Charms Unplugged. You can join Patreon at patreon.com slash Lucky Charms Unplugged. You can buy me a coffee at co-fi.com slash cause of death, Lucky Charms Unplugged. And there's the merch store at tpublic.com slash cause of death, Lucky Charms Unplugged. I'll see you in two weeks for another trip down Superstition Lane. Until then, let's get lucky.